Don't speak. I'm not recording yet. Don't speak. I know what you're spewing. Rotting pudding really hurts. I'm not getting your... Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I know that gross <clears throat> pudding has been in the refrigerator for six days, uncovered with the film on top. The kids are expecting me at like 1.30. <laughs> well, their sense of time's a little off, so 2 o'clock is fine. Well, it's Travis, too. Like, they're decorating cookies. I told them 2 o'clock. Yeah, cookies are good for two. Oh, update. Remember that story I told about the lady? Oh, yeah. And how I rescued her? You going to court? Oh, I already talked about that? That's right. I forgot who I told. Sorry. Never mind. Oh, I thought there was another update to it. No, there's not. Shoot. Forgetful Jones. What's that? Like Jessica Jones? No, it's from Sesame Street. Remember Forgetful Jones? Look him up. It's hilarious that you forgot Forgetful Jones. I mean, even looking at this, this cowboy, Forgetful Jones. Yeah. Vague, I guess. I guess there's a vague memory of this thing. I never liked cowboys, though. I didn't buy into the sex appeal. I'm a loner on the ranch. I spent my time with the animals. They were all gay. No, you can't make a comment like this. And pirates were gay. No, you can't make a comments A lot of like pirates this. were gay. Nobody knows The this. reason why a lot of them became pirates was because they were gay. Where did you read this? Drunk history? How <laughs> dare you? I gained this knowledge. I don't know how or why. It was, all right, there's even a term. Metolage. Same-sex civil union amongst sailors, in particular pirates, 17th and 18th century, an economic partnership, uh, would agree to share their incomes and inherit their partner's property in the case of their death. Yeah, but that's just a civil union saying, when I die, you can have my riches. It doesn't mean that they Right, were. but there's no way that they could be like, and we're gay. <laughs> it's circumstantial. Well, that's not just, that's not the only... Listen, I didn't know that I was going to have to defend something that I'd heard to you. So I don't have all the evidence in front of me. I mean, it makes sense. I'm at, I, I think just stating it as fact is dangerous. Oh, because why? Pirates are going to get offended? It's dangerous <laughs> as a practice. Because if you start doing it with the pirates, then you do that in every other aspect of your life. And you just state things to be the Sodomy truth. and the pirate tradition. English sea rovers in the 17th century. Caribbean. Look, it makes sense. I get it. At a time when homosexuality was yeah. totally shunned and getting out, being on a boat with a bunch of other men and having no one else around to persecute you. It makes sense. So and I'm not saying that it's a dumb idea. But it's dangerous. It's not dangerous. You, yes, you have a platform and people listen to this show. Yeah. And you have to. It's my responsibility. Yes, yeah, so you need to pick and choose what you say and how you uh -huh. say it, because when you say this, somebody else listens to the show and they run with it, and then they state it as fact. Good, because it is a fact. So go ahead. <laughs> it's not a fact. And then the next yes, thing you know, I'm sorry, I just burped. Well, that's yeah. a way to get off this topic. Okay. <laughs> we can move off Good. of this. Uh, who else did you say cowboys? You said cowboys were. <sighs> yeah, I bet you a lot of cowboys were. Now that is speculation. That is me inferring. It would be something. And I, I, I kind of like it if the model American man that people have idolized with with the you know, which is this rugged individual <laughs> right. loner turns out that it was a gay man 
and all these years, these dudes who have been afraid of gay men and homosexuality mm-hmm. have been looking up to the the presentation of right this man. Well, isn't that doesn't that come in? Doesn't that make you question what is masculine? You know, like I heard a comedian uh, once talk about having sex. A, a man having sex with another man is one of the manliest things you can do. Because if you think about like, oh, you have sex with a woman, they're soft, they're pretty, they're soft. You can only have sex with a pretty soft woman. I have sex with a dude. That dude could like, we could get into a fight at any minute. <laughs> he could kick my ass. It's a fair assessment. Yeah. So, I mean, our ideas of masculinity are um, very narrow. They're strange that they were just assigned as they were. Because I think mm-hmm. that there are good traits that are assigned to masculinity that also would be good traits to sign assigned to femininity. They're just good human traits in that sure. like mm-hmm. things like decision making. <laughs> <It's like, Right. laughs> I'm an adult. That's what it's called being an adult. I make a decision, right. which I still struggle with. <laughs> Providing, By, I guess. Yeah. There are things that just like, hey, taking care of yourself, taking care of the business of your life. Right. Thinking, that's the man's job. That that means it's masculine. Yeah. Overall, it's like, hey, that's a nice thing that you're doing. But also, it's not necessarily right. a bad thing if you struggle with decisions. I think the reality is some people just bulldoze through things and they make their decisions and they don't give a shit about repercussions or any of the feelings attached to it. Listen, this is the perfect segue into our show because this is kind of what I want to talk about. I have no clue what you want to talk about then. I'm I said I told you. You said phones. I know, but then I texted you after and said it's probably going to be more about like self-awareness. All right. Yeah. Well, let's just uh, start let's the show and then I will pick up my thought. Okay. From where I left off, if I can remember. I don't remember exactly what I said at this point, but okay. Three, two, <laughs> one. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. And as I was saying... Uh, decision making, I feel as though while some people are very good at making decisions, you know, there's an art form to it. And the people who are best at it maybe aren't the most uh, tactful and artistic with it because they don't give a shit. Like, I'm making this decision. Fuck you. If it fucks you over, I don't fucking care. I made the decision. I did my job. And on the flip side, you have people who don't make any decisions. And somewhere in the middle, we all struggle with decisions at times. And if you need to take a little bit of time to sit there and figure it out, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't believe these fucking ideals that have been presented to you on a silver platter as being you know, the perfect person i say this as a person who really really had a hard time buying a christmas tree the other day oh no (laughs) oh no i just i didn't uh i didn't know the way it worked there were that's so in in my neighborhood they're Uh close to the apartment there are three christmas tree vendors and they set up on the sidewalks and being in new york it's going to be expensive as fuck as it is uh in the last year was a bit different in that I don't know if there was, I mean, because of COVID, I don't know if less people were buying trees. The point is they're always expensive. Um, But I heard that this year the prices are higher. I've heard that too. Is it because of, it it could be because of the um, 
the infrastructure isn't there. Like the, there, maybe the people aren't there to get the trees, you know, on, you know, from the farms and then the people to drive the trees places. I'm sure there's got to be some sort of gap there somewhere. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there are many reasons. And I, part of it may be making up for last year. Slow but last sales. year, I would think there would be no reason why people wouldn't buy a Christmas tree. I know I, there was still some fear surrounding COVID at the time. And maybe, I know, but people were going outside. Yeah, but I don't feel as many like here in New York, since, you know, we don't have Home Depots all over the place. Mm-hmm. People come from various places and set up shot on the sidewalk and get a trail or a U-Haul and live in that thing for a few weeks. Yeah. And there were certainly less of them around last year. Okay. And I think there's been a return. Um, and we could speculate all day on that. But the point is I didn't know the starting price of the trees this year. Like last year for a fucking Fraser fir, which is the gold standard of the oh, tree. Oh, yes, the upper echelon. And it has nice needles and those branches really do hold. Yep, and they don't poke you. They're not spiky and horrible. They're soft. That's what I go for. I like the Fraser. I've always liked the Fraser fir. Mm-hmm. I like a Doug. Yeah, I, I've I got don't a Doug see those. Fir. I, I call s- him Doug. I don't see those so often. No. Does it have wispy needles? No, no. They're similar to the Frage. <laughs> How so? Like similar needle structure. And little branches. You know, like the the stubby little ne- little needles that are kind of rounded. I'm looking up the Douglas fir. Yeah. I mean, the, the balsam fir mm, has a nice... The, nah. the balsam fir has a nice scent to it. It's a cheaper tree, though. They grow faster. That's part of the reason, too. The Fraser fir is a slow grower. Oh. So it takes more time to grow these, more investment. Um, no, the Douglas is nice. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at all these types of Christmas trees now. Yeah. A Serbian spruce. <laughs> a grand fir. A I con- wish I knew someone named Bruce from Serbia. A Conkoller fir. Norway spruce. Um. Anyway. So you got, what did you say is your favorite? The Fraser. Okay. So Ooh. around, around yeah. here, one of these, <clears throat> these Greek guys had three different kinds. It was the balsam fir, the Fraser fir, and I forget the third kind. And that was, I wasn't interested in that one because it had wispy needles. And I mm-hmm. said, get that shit out of here. But last year I knew like the Fraser fir six foot, it's like $120. I know you <gasps> bought your tree for, for $30. I know. 30 bucks. I, yeah. I understand. I get it. But having that knowledge last year, I ended up going to a local place, like a little garden center that was in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that was just squeezed in between two buildings. But they're always there, and they sold it to me for eighty. Well, yeah, I know, still fifty dollars more than you paid. My tree would have been forty, but I got the sneaky discount. <laughs> yes, you saved ten dollars. I didn't feel it, which I did last year a little bit. Your sneaky discount of uh, how much is this tree? Says the woman, the cashier, right? Is that what happened? You said, uh, yeah, but I told her it was 39 something. You were honest. And yeah. And then I, and then, uh, you made a joke. She, and then I joked with her about it being less. And I kept lowering the price by $10 until it was like $9. And she was like, I'll give you 29. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. That was a nice mm-hmm. way to do it. Yeah. It was and really I congratulate nice. you on getting mm-hmm. the tree for that price. I tipped the dude that put it on the car five bucks. <laughs> I mean, that's nice care i think the normal tips 10 20 but five is nice uh, uh, to what i think that they cut it and they put the net on it 20 yeah absolutely not 20 
20 bucks, yeah. I don't I okay. Listen, this isn't like the volunteer fire department. This is like a guy that's working at Home Depot. He's getting paid. This isn't the waitress that's working for $3 an hour and then doesn't make a paycheck really because it all goes toward taxes. She she works off of tips. Then I would tip accordingly, but And look, you're fine. Dude. You're right. I'm looking it up. A $20 cash tip is appropriate for home delivery. 10 okay. $10 for an attentive carrier and 5 if the me? person helped you bundle it. And Perfect. Lo- loaded That's your what car. he did. I gave twenty to this dude, and he'd even do home delivery this year. <gasps> so you paid a hundred bucks? Yeah, right. So last year it was eighty. This year with the higher prices, I didn't know what to expect. And when I don't know the way things work, because there's the fucking oh, you game. Get very upset. There's the fucking game involved, which I this is what pisses me off to begin with. That there can't just be transparency where it's like the tree costs this, it's a fair price, you buy it. No, I'm gonna come in very high and then you're gonna come in lower, and then you're gonna have to pretend to walk away and gonna go to I don't wanna do any of that. But if you're going to have to do that, you have to be prepared and you have to have knowledge. And I I didn't have any of that, so I was feeling very anxious about the whole thing. And I just kept walking and like nobody was these tree vendors are set up and I just want somebody else to be buying a tree to distract the vendor so I can at least look at the trees and gather myself without feeling watched. Yes. And this wasn't happening. Nobody was doing anything and walked around, dragged Christina around between three different tree vendors for an hour, just going in a circle. It's like, all right, no, no, no. And the, the one place that I liked the most had like a very inattentive. The thing was he, this pissed me off too. He wasn't uh, watching us like a hawk and hovering over our shoulder. He was just sitting there staring at his phone on the other side of the street, offering oh. no kind of guidance. And then like his bro friends came around and I didn't like them. I said, look at these guys. These are fucking bros. These, oh are, my God, these are probably Christina. rapists. I'm not buying from these guys. I'm what, sure, is, what does she do when you're acting like that? I'm sure that there's women that walk by and they make comments <laughs> like, about the women's asses and I don't, I'm not fucking buying from them. And so then that, elimin- answer me. that eliminated them. And I had, no, answer me. Hold on. I had zero interaction with these people. That was all just placed on them because I was angry about the way the system works. And I, I, yeah. I didn't like this. And then we went to the other place the second place. And I finally asked the guy, he's like the Fraser for six to seven foot, $220. <laughs> and then, and then I'm, I, I, I don't even know how to fucking play this game. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do at this point because it's so sky high. I don't wow. even, I don't even know where to go. And so, I mean, the high prices here are at the individual lots and they might be more like 60, you know, for a six, a five to six or six to seven feet, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know. So they're really, I mean, are they paying to be on that sidewalk? Are they, they probably, anything? yeah, they're, I don't know the way like $500? it works. I don't know the way it works or what the permitting is, but they can't just set up. They're less right. paying the city. Technically this, well, I'm thinking about when it snows, when it snows, the sidewalk outside of like, if you own a building, it's your responsibility to clear off the snow. If somebody slips in front of your right. side, your, your building on some ice and gets hurt, they can sue you. So I guess that's the building owner's property. So they're probably, I, the city's certainly getting in on it too. I can't see them not getting their cuts. I'm sure the building owner gets paid for the sidewalk space. And then the city probably has permits that they issue and allow the vendors mm-hmm. to set up. 
So they're, yes, they're paying to be there. And I don't know the costs that go into that. But when someone says $220, this is after walking around for 45 minutes, finally just deciding to take the plunge and get some information because I have to get information. But I just, like you feel kind of, I don't know if it's ashamed or embarrassed, but when he says $220, like what the fuck? Because you feel trapped in a way. It's like, I can't. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm Googling it. In 2015, it says you don't need any kind of permit or license to sell Christmas trees on the street in New York City. Well, there you go. Then they're assholes. <laughs> then they're fucking assholes. I mean, it's listed here that an 11 to 12 foot tree costs them $75 and it says profit 75 to 250 so say that again. So that an 11 to 12 foot tree costs, it says cost $75. Profit, 75 to 250 What does that mean? That I guess they'll sell it for either, like it make no profit, like the, the cost of it 75 and so they'll sell it for 75 or they'll sell it for the profit 250 off of it. Yeah, it's a bit confusing the way you yeah. presented it or what you read. I know it's not the way you're presenting it, but thank you. What you read that that blows my mind that there's no need for a permit that they just allow people to set up. It's there's there's a thing on here about like you know some sexy budgeter or something. It's like sell you know a side hustle, sell Christmas trees. I mean, they take up space. Yeah. Which it's you have it, to have the str- You know, you have to have like the the. It, which isn't much, but you have to have like ways that they're stored. You know, you have to buy all that netting to net. To do I that. know that you there are to, costs. A chainsaw. I know that there are costs. And in reality, I'm glad. Time. I like the fact that the city's not charging them money. I would have to assume, though, the one that's set up outside the CVS, whoever owns that building, isn't just letting the person set up. Maybe there's no permitting, but. Like, like one of these has got a big lot and a church. So they're paying the church for the use because they're not just on the sidewalk. Like they're in the oh, okay. gate. It's probably from the church. Like the money is going toward the church. Or they, you know, you just pay the church for to use there. Yeah. Because these guys come in from upstate and, and other places. Mm-hmm. Um, well, whatever it is, the cost is going to be higher because it is New York. And I understand that. And okay. then... So it made you, you were very uncomfortable in this whole situation. Yeah, I just couldn't make the decision to talk to a person. I just wasn't in that mode where I didn't want to play the game where you go talk and then it's like 220. It's like, well, down the street, he says it's Mm. going to be 180. So I'll give you 150 because 150 still seems fucking outrageous to me. So like that's the (laughs) end game. That's where you're getting. And that that really angered me. Situations like that, I think instead of, you know, it, it is part of the game, I guess, still, but I'll just go in with an amount that I want to pay. You know, like I I don't have more than a hundred dollars to spend. And so you can say, like, I only have a hundred bucks. And see what they say. I know. The worst is they yeah. say no. And you'd be like, Okay, well then I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, I'll go find somebody else and see if they're nicer about it. And down the street, the place that was in the church parking, not the parking lot, but the church you know, yeah. around the church, it's kind of sidewalk garden area. Um, they were starting at 180 
for the Fraser for the same price. But I mean, that's a difference right there, $40 to start. And this is a difference of like four blocks. They're, these places right. are very close. And if these guys are going to be this high, they're not going to sell shit. So, you know, to go in well, there. Well, I mean, in New York, people have more, sometimes they have more money. Sometimes. There are plenty of people here don't have, you just, they just right. end up paying it because they have to. Um, or they buy a fake tree. No. But then you don't have anywhere to store it. It's gross buying a fake tree. I know. Ellie really wanted me to get a fake tree this year. I was like, why in the world? But was it one of those purple ones or something? No, she just like thought it would be a good idea to be fake. And then she was trying to tell me that it was better because it's going to be like $80 and you only have to buy it once. And the next year you don't have to buy one. I was like, that's a great point. <laughs> but I want to smell the tree. Yes. Well, you yeah. can get the scent to spray on the tree because, you know, you're murdering trees, Autumn. When you cut down oh. a tree, this is the thing. Think of all the insects and all of the animals that call oh, that tree. Oh, I do tree. think about that. They called it home, and you took their home away. Now, before we move too far away, I have to ask you what Christina was doing when you were freaking well, hold out. Well, like, What is that? What is uh, that? No, no, no. No, uh, hold on. Let me finish. We go to the church. The guy's like 180, and then he's like 150. It's just, okay, 150. Paid $150 for that fucking tree. And then tipped 20. <laughs> which didn't need to be done. I was like, all right, here you go. I can negotiate. Oh yeah. No tip. I, I mean, 10 bucks for wrapping it. I can. I guess. Yeah. I can negotiate if I'm in the right mindset, but when I become resentful that I have to do it, mm -hmm. like it, I go into a hole that I can't climb out of and I'm stuck there. And that's when we walk around in circles for an hour and I start labeling the tree sellers rapists and th these guys were bros, though. I didn't want to deal with them. And I guarantee that they had you know, they high five each other because some guy made up some story about a chick that he bagged, even though it never happened. It's like, yeah, I'm one of the coolest fucking guys around. Some loser shouldn't be here selling Christmas trees. Supposed to celebrate the the joy of giving. Okay. By taking away people's dignity. My God. Okay. My okay. God, okay. you fucking asshole. All right. Now tell me. Um, uh, I think I don't know. She is understanding of it, yeah, and supportive. And you know, at some point, there's it puts a person in a spot where they're like, "All right, well, I'll try to start making some decisions because they think it'll right. help. They think it'll help." Um, but well, then, it, yeah, if you're freaking out in a way, right? If you're short circuiting, then it's like, "All right, I'll step in." But yeah, yeah, and it's not even like you're inept and I'm here to take over. Yeah. It's it's hey, I want to support you. And would it help if I made a decision or if I suggested Aww. things? And you know, that's no. The answer is no because I've already spiraled to the point where it's like I realize that I'm almost 40 years old and I'm throwing a fucking tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to make the decision and letting someone else make the decision while it's, you know, I understand that it's done out of care. It just makes me it feel makes worse. Feel worse. Yeah, yeah. About my existence. So, so how did it, <laughs> so how did that go down? So you just ended up making the decision, like going for it. Yeah. I think we just kind of walked over and like, I didn't, I certainly didn't take control. It was just like, okay. Then it just kind of fell all into place yeah. and got the tree and, <sighs> Yeah, she'll be tired soon enough. That's what happens. <laughs> well, I'm grateful that she was supportive 
um, because I and I, I question my own thoughts about it and like where they come from because my my thoughts are like try and be helpful and then <clears throat> if you don't receive the help then I'm so annoyed <laughs> you know and I want to just be like suck it up you just want to fix things I mean not just want to fix things I just more like I want to like slap it out of you or something like knock it off, relax. This is not a thing that you need to be upset about. Or yeah, but it's the same about. thing. We all have those things about us with other people. It's want to shake it out of you. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Right? What's wrong? Why are you doing this? This doesn't have to be like that. There's there. I get it. There's times that I see you like lying to yourself. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. Not and anymore. It's fine if it still happens. It's not happening. I don't well, think. I mean, it's fine if it happens some, and then yeah. you just don't let it run wild and live in denial. Mm-hmm. It's like there's this idea that I don't want to be the person who has a fucking neurotic anxiety attack about Christmas trees. But the truth is, <laughs> I'm going to. And yeah. it doesn't need to be. I take it so seriously now because when it happens, I get very angry with myself and it just makes it worse because I take it so seriously. Like, I shouldn't be doing this. Where is in the past I used it used to be a joke like to me it was a performance I was like I'm anxious when I was younger it's like this is what I do look at this where I'm putting on a fucking stupid show being but you but you didn't like it back then well it was just part it was still a thing that was happening and I would lean more into the entertainment neurotic element of it like this is funny this is what people like people like like, to cope people like curb your enthusiasm this is what's happening it's like real life It's happening. And then, you know, go to the opposite extremes. Like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. But the truth is, it's going to happen. And I just need to allow it to happen and realize that it's ridiculous and it'll probably pass faster than when I fall into the hole of self-judgment. So did you did you feel like you were able to get to that place about this Christmas tree the other day? No, the Christmas tree I also think was a symptom of just feeling stressed and overwhelmed overall because work has been oh. busy and oh, okay. crazy. And so it was a way for you to like express that. And everyone needs something. And oh. you know, before we started recording this podcast, I don't know what the hell the topic is now. Are we talking about uh, your topic? self awareness kind of? Is that what your topic was? Self awareness? Yeah. Yeah. Um Bef- this is good though. We're, we'll we'll kind of get into that. It's good. I, I get it. Well, before this recording, because I said, you know, we agreed to record at noon, and then I promised this um, woman that I met when I was filming Mike Albanese's comedy festival in Atlanta, a comedian. She wanted me to help her uh, film some sets, but then she had something, you know, pretty awful happen in her life, and and I'm not going to air her business here, no, but. Of course not. That things shifted, but she wants to. She has some footage and wants to make an edit now, and asked me if I could help her edit it. And I said, "Sure, we can talk at twelve fifteen on Sunday." And I completely forgot about that. And um, as I was getting ready to record with you, she texted and said, "We still good to talk?" And I, for whatever for whatever reason, that became like the biggest fucking thing. And my eyes like, ah, everyone needs fucking something. Oh. And uh, Christina was around for that too. Oh God. <laughs> Yes. Does she just leave you alone? Does she say anything to you? And she just offers support. God, I just don't know how to do that. You just have to kind of let it be. It's I a, know, but to me, that feels abandoning. 
Yeah, but again, because you want to fix things. And I understand that. Because I, I was kind of sort of the one to fix things a little bit, you know? So when I, when I do, when, when I, when I do have like a healthy, what, what would be in the category of healthy reaction to someone's else's, someone else's sort of freak out a little bit or anxiety or anger or whatever, I feel like I'm being cold and I've, and I've abandoned them um, to like save myself instead of being in it with them. You, you know? could just say, hey, if you need some help, I'm here. And then you present it. And then it's, you know, people are responsible for their own feelings. You do have yeah. the people who throw a fucking fit and then want someone to come in and fix right. it. And if you don't do that, they're going to continue to throw the fit. Like, that's not a person you really want to be around. That's not a person. Well, and what's nice, too, is, okay, so um, with my dude that I'm seeing, you know, he was talking about, like, when he's sick, he doesn't want anyone around. Like, he doesn't want anybody to help him. Um, he said it's nice when people offer, but he doesn't want to be like taken care, taken care of. And I was like, oh, that's interesting to know because when someone else knows themselves, you know, then, then you can sort of set your compass to that. You're like, oh, okay. If they, if they're, if, if, if you never found that out, let's say like, I never knew that and he got sick and I was trying to like, in my mind, be like really sweet and helpful and supportive and like, you know, taking care of him or something. And if he didn't know himself, then if he didn't have self-awareness, then he wouldn't be able to say, you know, he would be, you know, she's doing something nice. I have to sort of like, I'm, I'm not feeling well, but she's being nice. And so I have to like sort of be cool with her doing this, even though I don't like it. And then he could get like grouchy and whatever. And then my feelings are hurt and I just want to help. And bleh. And really, it all comes from just not being self-aware. All of that. So the fact that you know this about yourself, right? And if you told Christina, like, I, uh, you trying to step in and make the decisions that I'm struggling with, that makes things worse for me. So then she knows to just be like, hey, okay, if you need something, tell me and I'll do it or I'll help you. But otherwise... I'll good just luck. be with you while you're upset. <laughs> Otherwise, good luck. Deal with Otherwise, good shit. luck. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> we'll talk about it if you want. <laughs> good luck on this venture. Well, I, you know, there's a fear that it doesn't end because it. <clears throat> I've been. There's still the you know, I understand if you're if we're talking about self awareness, I know what's happening, but that's not always just the solve to the problem. Um, no, 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 no. It it doesn't solve the problem, but. I think um, it it solves other potential problems that crop up around this thing about yourself. Yeah, I don't like putting people in a position though where they feel helpless, like they can't do anything. Um, as you're saying, maybe just presenting it as it is. No, that's part of the spiral. It's like, all right, I also am very aware of the position I'm putting you in by acting like this, and I know you want to help, and I know there's nothing you can do, and that probably feels like shit. Um, but if it's something that they they know about, right, and they know that this happens, and then you understand, like, you're able to communicate what is helpful in those moments and what is not. I don't necessarily know what's helpful yet, I guess, is, is the point. Yeah, yeah. Because usually... 
when I'm feeling overwhelmed and, and stressed and to the point where, you know, the OCD kicks in, which is really what the Christmas tree thing was. Um, it's Why was of, it OCD thing? It's like this OCD behavior because it's, it's circular. And I'm just walking around and yeah. impulsively not making a decision. <laughs> I know that sounds backwards, <laughs> but I don't get it. <laughs> no, I mean, impulsively going, not making a decision. It's, it's OCD in the sense that it's I'm obsessing over the whole process and then uh, the compulsive behavior is, you know, walking in circles between the different vendors waiting for some kind of moment that I don't even understand what it is. Like somebody right. else. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing that's going to change that's going to make you feel better about the price of these trees and the whole system involved in being in New York City and buying trees. Yeah. So and, and so my solution. You, can't, you, were, you, aren't, you weren't dealing with reality. Like you weren't dealing with the reality of what was around you. Well, my solution, this is where the isolation has always come in. The solution is like, just remove myself from everything, all outside influence. No, uh, you know, the freedom, the freedom from things as I've brought up before, not a freedom. Oh, like this wouldn't have happened if you didn't want a tree. Well, no, the, no, the freedom from things is the solution. When I'm feeling like this, the only way I know to get out of it is just to isolate and push everything away outside the walls and sit there and mm. you know because i'm feeling too overwhelmed to actually make any kind of movement to fix it um so when you're talking about self-awareness and not fully knowing what you need in that moment what you need to express to the other person what they can do you know that becomes a bit difficult i'm not saying that i'm not learning it but it's for the first time in my life i'm in a spot where it's like oh, okay, this shit is happening. And previously, this was my response. And that response can't happen anymore. Right. So what the hell do I do here? And there, there takes a little bit of figuring out to do that. So, you know, there's a, there's a process that can be a bit unsettling because while you're saying, if you tell the person exactly what's going on and the way you are and what you need in that moment, that is helpful. And you can then... You know, everyone knows where they stand and you right. can move through it. But when it's like, I don't know yet, I don't really know how to do this other than isolating myself and staring well, at guess, a wall. But honestly, what we've talked about <clears throat> with what you experienced, I think now that it has passed, maybe it would be a good idea to like, hey, let's talk about this. This is this is what goes through my head when you No, we talk about it. And, it's all yeah, talked so about. Then, well, good. So then I feel like then you d then you sort of have figured out what you expect and what you need in those moments. And then she knows. Well, it's also. Kind of, no, it's just kind of disgust. I, I think what I said is like maybe I'm a person who for, you know, at certain instances at its most extreme will need like will feel a little bit removed for two weeks. And I hate that that's the case. But two weeks, I've been pretty stressed for two weeks. With, I told you, with work and... No, I, I thought that you meant two weeks after this Christmas tree thing. No, no. I mean, like, overall... the Again, the Christmas tree thing is like a symptom of a right. bigger overall feeling of just wanting everyone to leave me alone. Because, you know, at certain points at work, it gets it gets where, like, everyone seems to become an idiot at once. It's like, what the... <laughs> f and I feel like a parent who just has a million kids and I'm just cleaning up messes constantly. Mm. And... and I guess that's part of being an adult and a manager. 
but it's also like, I don't, come on. I need a fucking break here. And, <laughs> and you know, it, it took a toll. I get to the point where I'm yelling at my computer. Like then someone writes me some question that has a very obvious answer. It's like, what the fuck? Leave me alone. And so when I say two weeks, it's like at its most extreme. Maybe you know, I'm a person who needs a week or two to uh, get through it, but everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the part of you that says, I wish I weren't that kind of person, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a moody person who can be uh, impacted by the idiocy of others and their constant need. And I think that's why, uh, you know, talking about children, sometimes I react the way I do because, <laughs> because depending on my mood, obviously, you know, I've had nice times with kids and I understand the joys that come along with it. But knowing myself and having a kid around like constantly, I was yeah. like, oh my God. Watching that movie, Come On, Come On with Joe Quinn Phoenix. Um, do you know this movie? He's, he hangs no. out. He hangs out with a kid. It just came out. The kid's like nine or something. I forget. Uh-huh. Maybe eight, maybe 10. But when I Googled it, it was it's a Smash Mouth song. That's a shame that that's still the top result. Yeah. But, you know, in the movie, the kid's very much a kid. And it's like, oh, my God, he's the uncle, Joe Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) Say it right so people know what you're saying. I don't know. I don't don't actually know how to pronounce it properly. Joaquin. Is it it Joaquin? (laughs) Yes, Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I mispronounce it because I also don't know. Joe Quinn. I also don't know how to properly pronounce it. Well, wasn't his name like Leaf or something? Yeah, and his brother yeah. was River. River. Um. <sighs> but anyway, and the watching. I was gonna say, I was, I was gonna say the knowing yourself. I think. I think for you, right? You're still not happy that you react this way. So to say that it's something like, okay, I just have to be okay with this. I think that you really need to get to a place where you truly are okay with it and sort of can find a little bit of pleasure in the fact that you're like that because like, here I am doing that stupid thing I do, like, ugh, whatever, uh, because you actually have sort of come to peace with it. Um, or, you know, when it, like, you know, try and take steps so that it doesn't happen or like understanding that uh, when it might happen and before you're in the middle of it, realizing Oh my God, it's happening. Yeah, I agree. I just need to accept. Just need to accept myself. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, it's either accept it or if it's working, if it, yeah, you have to either accept it or figure it out and try and change it. That's all we ultimately can do is accept who we are. Even if well, you're. Well, but that can be dangerous because you'd be like, well, I'm an asshole. <laughs> And that's just who I am, and I can't help myself. And everybody else is going to have to figure it out. I don't think that anyone actually is. Maybe like sociopaths think that. Yeah, I feel like asshole is more of a result of something else. So by nature, you can be anxious and neurotic. I don't know if by (laughs) nature you're an asshole. I feel like by nature you're something, and that's the way you deal with it is by being Uh an asshole. Well, by nature, you're something, and the way you deal with it is by being anxious. Well, I could deal with it by being an asshole is the point. So Ah, okay. But but the being an asshole would be a result of me not liking the fact that I was 
anxious. Yes. I'm like, okay. I'm just, I mean, sometimes I am an asshole by calling people I don't know rapists. <laughs> they wear fucking Good bros. Point. They wear bros, though. But not all bros are racist or, or rapists. rapists. Sorry. <laughs> but probably racist. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I mean that's if we're going to go as far to call them rapists, how, we did, this, well how, did, this tie into, how did this tie into phones? <laughs> okay. So I was thinking about talking about, because, okay, we were talking about what our topic would be. <clears throat> and I said phones. And then when I was thinking about, you know, what that would entail, I was really thinking about um, people being self-aware. So knowing that the reason why, uh, if you're standing in line for something that you pull out your phone is because you're uncomfortable sitting or standing there with your own thoughts and feelings and seeing whatever you're bored. I don't know. You're uncomfortable. And so you bring out your phone because you like something to do. Um, and you can be fine with that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that necessarily. If you like it, that's fine. I don't know. But if you, what I do is like, I know that I I don't like that that's something that happens and I'm aware of when I pull out my phone and why I'm pulling it out. Um, and I was just thinking about, I, I just don't know how many other people are paying attention to themselves and their own behavior. You don't have to um, scrutinize every single thing. Yeah, you do. But I just, <laughs> yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> um, but it is it is helpful to take a look and see what actions you're doing or what thoughts you seem to have and just think about them and say, like, what is that? Where does that come from? Is this something I'm OK with? Is this something that, you know, um, I do because it's easier than actually dealing with the thing that I'm avoiding by doing that thing? Does that make sense? It makes sense. I mean, I think okay. just as far as a phone goes, it's a replacement for drugs. Uh, I well, think, yeah, like serotonin. Well, it's not even that. I think, you know, if you think about anyone who uses drugs outside of the high and feeling good, which is, uh -huh. you know, a side piece to it, it's escaping those thoughts and those feelings. And I think there are plenty of people who just stare at their phones when there's things that they don't want to face or conversations they don't want to have. And they just bury their face and the fucking gross <coughs> fingerprinted greasy screen. And then that's where they stay for hours. Like I wonder what the average screen time per day is. Now they started tracking it. There's got to be some kind of information on that. But it if is, it, yeah, I, it's like eight hours, which is insane. Eight hours. Yeah. People are spending on the phone. Like I, I do know that when I was using my phone, like for navigation and was in the car for three hours that it counted that once. And it's like, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. But what if you're listening to something? If the screen's on, then it counts. Oh, okay. It. it has to do with the screen being on. Yeah. Because it's screen time. So, oh, okay. but it does break it down and show you what it is. But I think, you know, those, those instances aside, there are people who just stare at these things and I've, I've not been immune to it. I, I Oh, of course we but, all use it as like a crutch. Well, it said a couple of weeks ago, my screen time was like six hours and 12 minutes per day. I was like, yeah. this is, this is absolutely insane. So I was able to lower it, uh, to like three hours and 30 something minutes a day. Um, 
And then now it's like back up to five because on Sunday it sends out the report. And then today it said, you're oh, up, okay. you're up 20% back to five hours. Like, oh, fuck. I uh, already have six hours today. <laughs> yeah, it's only one thirty. No, this is, this is the thing. Oh, but I was up late last night watching Bo Burnham stuff. <laughs> That's also true. I mean, you were looking at your phone in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, you're already at six hours for the day and the phones, but I was watching some, like, but I was, I had YouTube playing, but I'm really listening to it. This is a problem for me that I am aware of and I'm not changing because I'm not ready to change it because doing this is easier than having to challenge myself and change it. Um, I am constantly consuming information like something i'm listening to something um if i'm if i'm doing the dishes making dinner eating dinner like i'm either watching something or i'm listening to something in the shower out of the shower from the shower to getting dressed from the living like everywhere i go i'm listening to something and i think that it it has for me become a way to just not sit and be alone because I, as it is human nature to avoid discomfort, but I think it might sort of do me well to, you know, not, not have that distraction coming in at all times. There are a couple of pieces there. I think, yes, overall finding things to do outside of your phone is Probably not a bad thing, but you've also done that. You've been foraging and doing your stuff. So, but even while I'm foraging, I'm listening to something. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't think it's the most egregious thing in the world. No, uh, and that's what I'm saying. These things don't have to be egregious. But I just, I, I don't think I'm unique in this. But I don't think I'm in the majority. I just don't think that people are wondering or curious about their own behaviors. I think that they they feel it. Maybe they're not completely conscious about it. I was going to say when it's two things, the other side is like, look, we're all going to use our phones. They're there. And yeah. if you're using your phone and you're reading Reddit or news or whatever the hell it is you like to do, watching your TikTok videos, certainly there's time to do that because it's something you enjoy. And I think, you know, whenever you set aside the time to do it, fine. Um, but if, if you're staring at your phone and you ask yourself, it's not even asking yourself, let's say you're staring at your phone and you don't like what awaits you if you put the phone down and that's why you're staring at your phone, like mm, you're hiding mm-hmm. in your phone, Yeah. then that's telling. Because I do think that there are people who sit there, uh, they just stare at their phones and the, the feeling of, man, if I put this phone down, I'm going to have to face whatever it is. I'm going to have to have this conversation. I'm going to have to describe and explain this thing like that's well, it doesn't even have to be anything that you're not it, it could just be the fear of the unknown because like it, it is interesting i feel like it's the young and the old that are addicted to their phones you know i think um like my parents when they come over if they're sitting at the table and there's a lull in the conversation then like my dad brings out the phone or if me and mom are talking, my mom are talking about something that have to do with like feelings or thoughts, <laughs> or like uh, emotions or whatever, then he gets on his phone and he watches things 
from like Facebook and is laughing about them and wants to show us. And we're trying to have a combo, you know, or, and my mom is the same way if she's kind of bored and I, but I do this too. You know, she's listening to something. She's playing a game. Um, she stays up too late at night because she plays games, even though she's tired, she like doesn't go to bed. And I think it's because that sort of fear of, of not knowing what to expect next like the phone gives you something that you're sort of in control of yeah it's a place experience. it's a place to hide where yeah where yes you know what's going to happen so like i said <clears throat> i hate like it. i said i do the same thing but i fucking hate these phones and there's no going back i wish we could go back i wish i know you can't go back like you can't um verify stuff right because like if you wanted to do something in the real world instead of using your electronic device, you know, they want to verify it. And they're like, we'll send you a text, you know, or, or we'll send something to your email. You have to verify that that way. So it's like, you, you really can't get away from it. No, I mean, you could have email verification, but obviously you have to be in a very specific spot in order for that to work. Right. You're going to go home to your laptop and verify it and then come back. And a text, I guess, if you had a (laughs) flip phone or something, but you still have to have a phone. Uh, a flip phone, but you know, we're at the point where QR codes are taken off and it's like, you need your phone to get the QR. If you want this information, you need to have the phone. And I I think it's all a bad path to be taking, tying into our conversation because there's already too much time spent in these things, but when it's so easy, you know, so instead of having to have a conversation with your loved one at a table, it's just, it's easier to avoid that. It's easy to avoid that before it was difficult to avoid because you would just be sitting there in silence, looking around, making, you know, if you made eye contact, you'd look at each other with like a knowing, like (laughs) we have nothing to say. Uh, But this way that can be understood and totally ignored and not have to deal with it by just both of you being on your phones, sitting at a table. It makes me feel Something. I don't I don't know how to describe what, feeling? what it makes me feel. Sad? I don't know if it's a sadness. Disappointment in but, the world? But when I say, yeah, it's kind of a shame that this. I think of all the people. And like you said, it isn't just tied into like interpersonal relationships and people avoiding, but people standing and lying at the store mm-hmm. because the real world and what's around them makes them, for whatever the reasons, there's an exposing feeling or if you're... Uh-huh out with friends and the friend goes to the bathroom and then you immediately stare at your phone because you can't sit at a table without looking at a thing and uh, looking at your phone for whatever See, reason. I, I know that I do that not to say I'm alone in doing that, but I know that that's a thing. And so I purposefully don't do it, but I do have an earbud in and I'm listening to something. You always have an earbud in. That's very, I know. it's very weird. You, I know. It, I'm glad that there's earbuds and not Bluetooth, those old Bluetooth headsets because that went around your head. And you would like have, in the back, you'd have one of those in, <clears throat> you know, the, and you watch other people. If, if there's two people talking, one person does glance at their phone. The other person just immediately goes to their phone. Right. Makes yeah. them feel it's like oh, it's given you sort of a permission to get it out too. And like I said, I do this, but my point is we that all I'm aware it. of it and I think about it and I, I'm, I'm, I want to, pay attention to those things. And I wonder how many people are actually paying attention to those things. And maybe if people did, more people did pay attention to those things, then we wouldn't have 
so many problems. You know, I, like, I think people have always found ways to avoid those things. And when I, I compared it to drugs, you know, that's that was the more extreme case where a person would avoid things in their life by using drugs to just get away from it. And not everyone would go that far before phones, but I think you know people were avoiding things they didn't want to think about or face in their own ways, but it surely has become much, much easier. And I do feel as though it's as extreme having phones is as extreme as drug use because the drug use was like the most was the furthest, one of the furthest ways you could get away from avoiding whatever it is you didn't want to face. And I feel like the but phone. There's so many things like that. But I'm I feel sorry. like the phone offers the same level. Like it's that extreme to me. Having the phone, it gives you that much detachment. It's like I'm gone. There's no discussion at this point. Um, there's no thinking happening because I have this. Like I really feel like it's a awful movement in in our yeah. society. We're going bad places. We have been. And I know I sound probably crazy to some people going bad places. I don't think it's like it's not on the same level as people saying TV's bad messaging and poisoning the minds of people. I'm not saying that. I don't care about the fucking content. I have my thoughts on some of the content, but it has nothing to do with that. It's just I don't I, I think that it is leading to a place where everyone is very able to deflect and not pay attention to the things that they need to do to carry themselves as functioning humans. So what this is making me think of is a time when a lot of like the race um, um, issues were happening here. I think it was like in 2016, 2017, um, you know, where people like protesting black lives matter, all of that stuff. So, um, and uh, I was living in Laurel at the time and all of my neighbors were black and, um, you know, I was like friendly with them and we would talk and um, there were times while we were talking that I would think, wow, look at us, black person and a white person just getting along, you know, and what that would make me also feel is annoyed that I was even having that thought because previously I never thought about it. And at the time, I was annoyed that I was having to think about it. But now when I think back on that, what I actually was mad about was having to think about it. You know, the fact that it was that I that I I was uncomfortable. Uh, I, I felt better before when I didn't have to think. Um, and I think that that's what a lot of people are doing. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to think that maybe the way that they feel or think is wrong. Or they don't want to. They don't want to confront some thought that they have, and maybe feel bad about the thought that they had, you know. And it and and <clears throat> it might make them angry um, to be questioned or to even like to think about it so much as for themselves to say, "What's wrong with like? Why am I thinking that?" And then it, it makes them probably angry. I don't know. I just. I, I hear what you're saying. Nobody wants yeah. to challenge themselves, and ultimately, what's the point? Because you're just going to die. And you just want to. <laughs> you just want to have a. You just want to have the comfortable life, and you just want to get through it. 
and see but you know what maybe that's a survival thing you know what i mean like people who grew up in such a way that it's like hey we don't have time to deal with thoughts and feelings we're all just trying to survive so that way of thinking from you is like well fuck it i'm not gonna think about it or do anything i'm just gonna like live my best live whatever way that makes me happy and uh i'm not gonna have to think too hard about anything and then i'll just die and it'll be fine i'll have made it because i died I mean, there are people, and when you say me, that's not the way, obviously, I'm not carrying myself like that. Oh, but, yeah, I know. I just meant what you said. But it's not, there's the train of thought that you're responsible for yourself. And if you can get into a path and a spot where your life is comfortable, why should you have to rip it apart? Because somebody else isn't having that same opportunity too bad for them. I don't fully agree with that. I'm somewhere in the middle. I do think people are responsible for themselves. Right. Um, but there is a reality to the, f the idea that not everyone is able even to get into that same lane uh, where you can just find a comfortable life and avoid the things that you don't want to think about. Or why should you even have to think about them? Because you've worked hard and you've set it up the, you know, this way. And this is the way where you want to stay. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> We are selfish beings by nature. We're only in our own heads and we're looking out for ourselves. And it is a challenge to think of other people. Uh, but I do think it is an important thing but to sometimes do. The thinking of other people is also thinking about yourself. Yeah. I think it's an important thing to do. Like, yeah. Bettering yourself for whatever the reasons. Um, you know, even if it is. You're putting in the work because bettering yourself makes uh, life better for other people. It's still a selfish thing to do because you know you're bettering yourself. You can't escape. Right. You can't escape all of that. Um, no, but that's like the argument that there is no real charity because you're making yourself feel good. Yeah, then that's what I mean. And it's like you're not. You can't escape it fully. We're all going to be selfish, and even these altruistic people operate in selfish ways. Um, right. But 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 uh, trying to improve yourself and not make yourself perfect, but just paying attention to things that you make that make you uncomfortable or things that you might dislike. Um, it's a win win for you and for the people around you. Agreed. You feel better for I mean, you feel worse for a short time, like shaking up a snow globe, you know, <laughs> but then things settle and like things get better. Agreed. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Um mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, as a, I, I'm kind of struggling here to tie it into the topic as far phones. as <laughs> yeah, as as phones go. Um, yeah, the, the topic is not phones. I know, I know that it's not phones. But <laughs> you wanted to talk about like self awareness and how phones tie into that, and yeah, it, I think for me the phone. Well, lots of things have brought me to. Uh, um, to a more active self-awareness, uh, maybe from previously zero self-awareness. Um, uh, but the phone, I think, is uh, uh, like an obvious sign of avoiding something, right? We all are using them in this weird way to avoid so many things, which are just, you know, in our nature to avoid Nobody, nobody is seeking out discomfort, you know? And so if there's a quick and 
cheap, easy way to get out of that. You get on your phone. I get it. Um, but I think it would be important to expand on that concept by thinking like, why am I looking at my phone right now? Let me just, let me just pause my autopilot brain and just say like, wait a second, what is this? It's a lot am of I work. okay with it? Yeah. And am I not? Um, maybe I'm not. I'll think about this from now on. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll start paying attention to it or yeah, it does. You don't have to like beat yourself up for it. You don't have to fix it in that moment, but you can check in with yourself and be like, what is this? What is that? What am I thinking? What well, am I doing? Why am I doing it? It's wishful thinking. Cause I think we're moving further and further away from that because we have a sanctioned method to escape. Yeah. If somebody said, but I think that this is our job as humans with smart brains to not just let our, you know, primitive brain take over you know as we become as this technology increase uh, gets more and more sort of powerful um and even easier and probably gives give us more pleasure and harder to avoid maybe it is our responsibility to be like all right look we have to start as a human as a it's human not gonna race, happen it's not being gonna... more conscious of what we're doing it's too late it's too late for that sadly. it's not too late for me no it's not too late for you and for some people and it's not but the movement overall it's too late because as we've already said so much is tied into just having your phone and functioning yeah. on a regular daily basis you have to have the phone and there's not enough people who want to do what you're suggesting everyone does. They can just stare at this thing. It's sanctioned and there's too much money behind it. Like it makes yeah. too much money. There's too much big business. It's done. Like sadly, no, but you don't have to change the business. They can still exist. All you can do all of those things. It's, but no, I think I, that even, I, if, even if it's not about the phone, I think if you start thinking about those things at, at, in relation to your phone, because it is something that is happening like all day constantly. Um, and it has, we have such free access to I think that it would be the beginning of people being more self-aware to sort of start asking themselves questions about what they're doing. Possibly. Hopefully people take your advice and yeah. think after listening to this. Uh, like I, I had like I when I started paying more attention, I realized that, you know, after coming down off of some heightened emotion, I would like fugue eat. You know, <laughs> I would I would just like snack on something in this fugue state and not really even realize how much of something I was eating or even if I was still enjoying it, you know, um, or I would like pick at my face and stuff if, after a day of stress. And yeah, but what if fugue didn't necessarily. Yeah, but uh, what, yeah, go ahead. what if it was tied to you being able to check out online? You went to Amazon like, oh, in order for you to get the code so we know this is you and your account, you have to go eat six cupcakes and then we'll send it to you. See, and then this is the problem at this no, point. No, I don't get it. What do you mean? That's where we stand. You, oh, I We're see. all soothing ourselves in different ways. And now we have a standardized uh, method of doing it that we've been given permission to do. That's also tying itself into our existence with its gross fucking hooks by having your two-step authentication tied to it and all the other things. Right. You want the menu at the restaurant, you got to go on your phone now. So what I'm saying is, you know, you saying, oh, I'm doing this thing by binge eating after I feel bad. This is not good for me. I'm going to try to be more aware of it. But then you've got other things tied to it. It's like, oh, well, you want to accomplish this task in order to get the, the key to accomplish the task. You have to eat. <laughs> another six slices of cake 
Right. So that's the problem. And that's why ultimately we're not getting out of it. Um, but I, I hope that people, you know, do think about it. I really I do, do mean that. Um, you know, and now looking at the clock, you need to go live in the real world yourself and I do. make some cookies to binge eat with your <laughs> children. I've been doing better once I realized like what that is, then I, I kind of have, um, I have not done that. Well, good. Which is cool. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, please support our sponsor, hopandpepper.com. You can get some really great hot sauce, especially for Christmas coming up. Use our code one topic 15 for 15% off. I Is that right? One topic 15. Yeah. I don't know why all of a sudden I thought that that was incorrect. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Hopandpepper.com. Thank you.